Like the AI stuff is game changing. Like it's gonna leave so many people behind. Oh yeah, if you don't get on board. I really don't want to be left behind at all. <laughs> no, that'd be shitty. Everything all right there? Well, it's shut down twice, but I, I don't know why. Everything's pretty solidly plugged in, so. I need a better battery for this thing. Uh, okay. It's a good thing you got headphones or we'd be fools out here. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, we real we look like real assholes if I didn't have the headphones. <laughs> yeah, now DJI made a camera. Well, it's like an all-in-one gimbal camera. Oh. That has LiDAR autofocus. Oh, okay. So I mean that. That's pretty much doing the half the work for you. Yeah. I feel like there's probably gonna be somewhat of a gold rush when uh, Metaverse is forced open. Right. I mean, probably. <laughs> there is gonna be an interesting phase there once the Metaverse is like, like beta is over and most people are kind of getting into it like before the boomers showed up on facebook yeah back when you could remember that i could teach someone how to cook crack on twitter in 2011 or whatever right yeah now i can't even call a fat bitch fat <laughs> yeah there's gonna be like metaverse channels where it's like your own world oh totally the fucked up thing though was how all that just requires a power grid and like you know the 5g and if that gets knocked out yeah the, the illusion is over yeah for sure you're back in your shitty room right you're back in your shitty room with the equivalent of two like wiimote nunchucks yeah a scuba mask on are up there somewhere is it like at the top of the slope that we see behind the trees there yeah okay somewhere got to leap up to this level first right so how do you access this google magenta i can send you the link it's just uh it's just apple programs okay it also works in ableton live okay um, which i'm considering picking up and learning about because Ableton has a lot of features that are kind of canned. Okay. So you can make things really fast. They're not necessarily the most original and there's definitely an Ableton sound. Right. Okay. But I'm not really looking to for like pure expression here. No, you're just looking to Henry Ford the shit and just start pumping it out. Yeah, I count them as like 0.5 songs. So okay. <laughs> I don't bother like figure out innovative bridges or like if I can do something cool with the guitar, then fine. I'll try to like experiment with things as well. Oh man. But yeah, I'm, yeah. it's more about the ends. I think the demand for that would still be pretty high. Yeah, well, I, 
don't think I don't think anyone would even tell. Like the whole point of that sync music is for it to like set the mood, not necessarily right. catch attention. It's yeah, it's trying not to catch attention. Yeah. Yeah, I just finished cutting something, and that's all I was doing for you know maybe an hour of the whole thing was just looking for that right song, and it's like the yeah. song doesn't fucking go anywhere, but I guess that's what I need. Yeah. <laughs> I just got a fucking hook and a like a drop in the middle where the percussion goes out. Yeah. I guess that wasn't an actual path. Oh, fuck. Let's just see. Aren't the stairs further along? Further back that way? Yeah. Yeah, I, they have to be. Yeah. Because we're, we're getting to the bottom of the hill. Yeah. <laughs> it just doesn't seem, for some reason, on like when you're driving, it seems like this is way, right. way longer. Right. Definitely feels that way when you're riding your bike up it. Yeah. So yeah, Mooncast will get a theme song nice. some point this year. That's awesome. We'll find the right one. <laughs> With Chinese vocals? <laughs> yeah, I, it's possible. I'll go on Fiverr and see uh, who <laughs> wants to do it. In Wuhan. <laughs> so I also have a bunch of songs like that I know I can't sing necessarily. Right. Um, either because it's like doesn't fit my wheelhouse in terms of like cadence or style or whatever. Okay. And those ones I think I'll be able to uh, market to artists and see if they want to collaborate either on producing or they're writing it or just putting their vocals on top of it. Nice. <laughs> that's, that's ideal. Once you're into that league of like writing shit for other people. Yeah. Like now you're 10xing the shit. Yeah, and I've got like 30, 30 of those songs right. that I can't really, that I know I won't be able to take to the finish line alone. Right. That's great. We could get some kind of like factory system going like my friend Gabriel I've been working with, he's doing like free music videos for people. Oh yeah. You know, not forever, but just to get some some portfolio built up. But imagine that, like you're writing songs, you sell them to an artist. You say you buy this, you get the music video deal. It's essentially what they did with that Rebecca Black Friday song. Yeah, for sure, that's it. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if this is a good idea, but maybe what separates us is that the shit would be quality. <laughs> you can't guarantee that. Um yeah yeah that's interesting i definitely think it's possible like 20 years from now i don't want to be in the like trying to make it as a somebody to like pay attention to me person no no you want to be pulling the strings yeah so i'd like to develop a style i've been looking up on looking up uh, kind of the progress of different production companies and how they got together and, okay what they do and what they don't, what they contract out. Oh, okay. And I feel like, at least for myself, I have a way to do it for myself. I'd like to figure out how to do it for other people. Right. 
That and that might be where your fucking career comes in. You can have the the expressive expressive artist side of you that does that. Your brand, so to speak. Yeah. But then you're also God, I hate to see you as a coach, but you know, a producer in a sense. Yeah, for sure. I just need people to be open enough to just take some real garbage takes. Right. right. Like I was gonna say, like if you have those songs in Garage Band, you can send them to me. Oh. I don't have to listen to them. I can just put them through Melodyne and then spit okay. out something back to you. I mean, you can listen to it. I, I I can't sing. I don't have the ear yet. It's getting better. Well, I'll just put it through Melodyne and I'll fix all the okay all the wrong notes and it'll be harmonically correct. That'd be cool to hear. Now I I put a mic down behind the kick drum just for for shits and giggles, and then put this weird plug-in on it. Yeah. And it sounded like something Trent Reznor would come up with. That's awesome. I, like, I think I invented a new genre. Good. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to come over and uh, um, record all those drums. Get them in my library. Not anytime soon, but probably in the summer. Yeah, anytime, man. That drum kit is. I was saying to my parents, it's such a joy, like. <laughs> Recorder, clarinet, guitar, all that shit was just hard on my fat little fingers. <laughs> now I've got an instrument that's just like a way more full body experience. Yeah. And every so often you break through and your right foot is just doing things without you thinking about it. Right. It's like, holy shit. Next step would be to open a fucking open a club. <laughs> yeah, just record. Well, I wanted to do an open mic thing. Just record everyone's open mic. Process, process them. Right. That could be cool, man. Just all that raw data you could apprehend. Yeah. I know how to do it and it's fairly easy. I don't know how much I'd be able to do. I know how much, how many songs I have. I don't know right. how many songs other people have in them. Yeah, it's interesting. Like as I said, I did 50, Eight episodes of my podcast. Okay. Fifty-eight hours. And right. At least all of the last thirty were all original ideas. And maybe half of the first twenty-eight. Okay. Plus, I have the hundred-plus hours of stuff I had compiled for the ten years before. And that's all for four projects. I intend to do 12. Right. Who knows how much output the other, other, another artist has? Do you have a sense of it? I'm not sure. I have means to, well, I have methods, I guess, 
to like guarantee output and to get around Ryder's block. Right. But it would take having guinea pigs basically huh. and refining the process. Right. Guinea pigs. Which is why I started the entertainment company. Right. Last year, because I had figured out what the bare bones of the process is. Right. I can pretty much take anyone from zero to complete song in no time. Fuck, man, you should market it somehow. Yeah, well, honestly, you should just send me one of your things. <laughs> okay, I'll do it. And I'll give you, uh, I'll give you two looks. Um, what I would do myself and what your logical next step would be, okay? If you wanted to do it yourself. Alright, I'd be down. The hard way, the long way. Right, right. Like maybe vary the chord progression at some point slightly for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are in that that era where like the blues paradigm and even the rap paradigm of kind of vibes-based music. Right. That's uh, that's being shrunken with the attention spans. Hmm. Yeah. So five minutes of one kind of motif is, feels painful. It feels like forever. It does. And you can do things to it rhythmically, but I think you can do a mil million things to it rhythmically. But um, it's kind of a temp. Become like you have to mess with the macro part of it, right? So like where the sections go and right, how long you stay in one section and how you right. transition and then if you transition to something change and if something changes, what stays the same, right? You can break all those down. You can do them fairly easily with the uh, programs you have. You don't really need to have any kind of music theory knowledge to do it. Yeah. You just need to be aware. Is Elon gonna stop for us? <laughs> like I told you with all those like colors and key, colors and keys. Right. With like a simple chart I can take you from like Beatles to hard jazz. <laughs> That'd be epic. Hard jazz. Remember that, fuck, the Beatles were just five guys that lived in a park and beat off together? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, if you could, like, do you think that you could, like, formalize and systematize your system for somebody else and then market it? Yeah, I think so. I just, uh, like, it's not really the time for that type right. of thing. Right, not yet. You need some... No, it's just... The market's full of frauds and yeah, <laughs> things need to open up or close down or whatever. <laughs> I think it's probably always been full of frauds. Yeah, probably. But now it's yeah, probably even more so. It's honestly. really difficult in music because there's so much, uh, such a cult behind pedagogy and right. Pedagogy. There hasn't been like a, a unification of the classical world in the Western world. Right terms of music yes 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 i'm just i'm moving my mic so yes 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 even though uh 
just about every style of music now uses Western music, almost foundationally. Right. So you're waiting for the, you're waiting for it to settle ultimately. Yeah, a whole bunch of a uh, whole bunch of artistic people need to be forced into the workforce and then <laughs> kicked out. <laughs> <laughs> then I'll be there to take them in with AI. <laughs> Or my AI assistant will be there. Right. It'll with be one more AI. <laughs> It'll be one of those robots that they have in grocery stores now. They have robots in grocery stores just waiting at the fucking bread line. Yeah. Have you have you seen any of that? No. I don't know what. It, I, I guess it, it shows you where shit is. Really? Yeah. Probably not in Edmonton, but that's crazy. <laughs> And they have robot waiters at fucking ramen shops. Oh yeah. <sighs> That's the move, man. And you're just at home running six different screens and four different computers. Yeah. Just apprehending and mixing. My app, my understanding of AI is still so limited that I just say AI, right? And then I just assume that all the gaps will be filled in. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, even those AI transcripts are useful in clipping up my podcast now. Yeah, well, that's a perfect example of what it's doing for music, except right. language is a lot more. Like, there's 26 letters and there's millions of words. Right. With music, there's just 12 notes. Right. So is it more accurate, you think? Yeah, it can fully, like, it can fully read any melody. Like, ah. if you're concerned about not hitting notes, it'll find those notes. Mm. It's, it's, uh, it's 100% um, efficient on identifying notes. Right. It's pretty crazy. Because it's just a number, right? Like, it's just a frequency. Yeah, well, if you look at, I think it's a spectrogram, spectrograph. Mm. You can literally see waveforms right. in the picture, and they look like, you know what MIDI looks like in a, in a digital uh, audio workstation, those little blocks? Okay, yeah. That's what the notes look like huh. when you expand the, the view of the waveform. So the, uh, the programs can just pick out those notes and just move them right. and like, tune them. Even if you're playing, like it'll, it'll take a, a guitar performance that's chordal and break the harmony out into individual notes. Wow. If you had a rudimentary understanding of music, you could probably learn a lot by doing that. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, what? Yeah, like that is that is wild to me that you could... But your music seemed to always so hook... hook rich. Like, there was just so many options. Yeah, I, I try to just put as many ideas as possible and then edit last. Right. Yeah. I guess that's good because do you have any like short-term goals with the music or it's just like continue the, the creative? Uh, I'm just on the long path and right. if uh, like ideally I'd like to make a living but not necessarily from my personal music. But I also don't want 
the business of music to be my only outlet. I'd like mm. to think make those things as separate as possible. Oh, that's good. But yeah, I've always been like a high output person. I've got ten fingers and I intend to use all of them at all times. Right. I think I might just uh, turn that process, the Magenta AI process, into a podcast. Like talking about the process? Yeah, we'll just doing it. Uh, I think that's the move, man. If you can reveal the process. Right, because there's always that fuck people want to know. Yeah, well, I think I could just like have that process kind of locked in and format it. Right. And then just work on improving it on like the back end. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense because then you can also, you become authoritative because it's like this guy devised a process. But the, and then you're either going to follow it or you're going to compete with it, but he did it. Yeah, for sure. It's creating a lane and then sticking to it. Right. And I have a, enough material, I can do it for years. If I have to, I'll outlast people. Right. <laughs> I'm a real got, ruthless bastard that way. Well, you have to. It's, I'm laughing because with, with my friend Gabriel, who hopefully you'll get to meet him, he's a great cinematographer. Cool. And uh, we're doing these music videos and we're like, well, we should do a YouTube clip where we talk about how we lit the scene. And right. So we did an intro, and then we looked around eight hours later. It was like, fuck, we had no time to do any of that. <laughs> it was like, well, it took me two hours to get the key light where he wanted it. There was no time for me to talk about what I was doing. Right, yeah. At least with you, it's a one-man show, and you could do some side content. Potentially. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Once you get into the audio, or I guess in the visual side of things, it's just an extra... It's way more gear, it's way more cumbersome. Yeah, the gear is an issue. Yeah. Not that you couldn't, you can be a total gear nut when it comes to audio too. Oh yeah, for sure. But it's mostly on the output side. Well, I guess it's mm. fairly balanced, but... It seems like on the output side, you're mainly dealing with product and on the input, you're right. dealing with like marketing and all that stuff. Right. A very rough way to summarize it. The input. The input being the recording? Yeah. Alright. Recording and mixing and mastering. <laughs> yeah, it's still so wild that then the end product is, you can't really see it. You yeah. can't see it at all. Yeah, it's crazy to think that people can't even like, in their heads, remember music. I don't even know what that would be like. Yeah, I always wondered about shit like that. Like, for people who don't know how to play guitar, when they hear a guitar solo, like, what is that like? Like, what do they want to do with their hands? Yeah, I don't know. Because I'm immediately doing the fucking Chuck Berry around the basement. <laughs> Yeah, 
Speaking of, I dug into that old anti-vax Eric Clapton's library and pulled out Journeyman the other day. Oh, yeah. And it's Robert Cray playing some of that stuff on Old Love. Oh, yeah. Fuck, is that great. Yeah, good song. Oh, man. Pino's in there on the bass, I think, on a lot of that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a sidebar because you're we're talking about some 22nd century shit right now <laughs> yeah well i'm sure if his career goes goes along he'll be into that stuff he's always kind of been on the cutting edge it is true and now as he said in that article he has no friends anymore no business partners you're right we'll so, sign up for replica <laughs> can you imagine now he, he can finally achieve his dream of jamming with robert johnson <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could do that. You could do my whole process with like in public domain stuff, right? I mean, you just have somebody else's things just make up a Robert Johnson song, fuck, and then just create like a CGI version of him. You thought Led Zeppelin was bad? Yeah. <laughs> Literally ripping him off word for word. No, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> well, I think his, uh, his stuff should be in the public domain by now, I think. It, what is it, death plus 80 years? I think so. It's coming close. Yeah, like the birth of Western music is starting to get into the public domain. Damn. I think Superman's in the public domain now. Is he? Yeah. That's that and old. like Winnie the Pooh? That I could see. You could do your whole process in the metaverse with like an AI you as an instructor. Yeah. And just absolutely collect paychecks and do nothing after the initial sessions of work. Yeah, for sure. I, I'm thinking I should get it set up as soon as possible. <laughs> just like VPN my way onto the initial Solar Barbados. Um, <laughs> metaverses and just like don't advertise just do it forever <laughs> right. fuck I forgot I wanted to open by saying reporting live from Justin Trudeau's hideout in the Barbados <laughs> <laughs> we're here oh god it's Irie <laughs> yeah you just know <laughs> that's like his most used word oh yeah I did see a collage that someone made of all the pictures where it's him in some kind of getup, like some kind of costume. It's funny. Oh, yeah. There's like there's like a dozen, <laughs> including the two infamous blackface ones. I think uh, somebody had put a picture of him with his uh, with his costumes oh. next to um, you know in Community the the dean how he's like closeted and uh, he just keeps showing up with different outfits. Oh, okay. I mean, that sounds about right. That show's great. I enjoyed that show. That was a good show, wasn't it? Yeah. Forgot all about that show. <laughs> Where else could you see Chevy Chase and Childish Gambino together? Yeah.
and uh, oh, what's his name? Ah, I forget his name. <laughs> and it's terrible that the only other thing I remember him from is uh, Requiem for a Dream and the ass to ass scene. Like that black dude? Yeah. With the kind of gapped out teeth? Yeah, I forget his name. I didn't know. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, don't just look at it, it isn't going to suck itself, guy. Right. I didn't bring it out for air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that guy. He was in the later seasons of uh, Community. Was he? Yeah. As a villain or as like a... I, well, they all get assimilated into the into the study group, basically. Ah. All, the, all the characters. <laughs> That's great. Ass to ass. I remember watching that movie at like 17 or 16 years old on Easter. Oh yeah. <laughs> In Jeff's basement and both of us were just like, well, see ya. <laughs> you don't just like go on with your day after that. Yeah, that's one of those. If I could have an AI process, because what I discovered was like a good clip from the podcast is one where the it's an exchange between me and the guests. Right. So you can see where the text passages are shorter. All right. Yeah. If you, I mean, on a rudimentary level, you could t train an AI to like pick those out and then clip them from a video. Yeah, for sure. Like, why am I doing all this shit myself? Like you get, <laughs> like, do you uh, do you have time code for your audio? Yeah. It's yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess it would just be a matter of picking them out on the text and then creating that thing, that job that somebody should already be able to do. Right. The, putting all those markers down and then cutting them. Would that be code then? Like that's how that all works, right? Well, it would be your hands. But yeah, eventually it would be some kind of algorithm. Right. Yeah, I guess even if the AI could find the, the spots and mark them. Might be helpful to figure out a way to uh, um, put those markers down as you're recording. That's for sure. And then just kind of be conscious of those moments. Yeah, I kind of got into that lately. That's why it's handy to, it's actually better to do the episodes over Zoom Oh, yeah. So I can just, like, stop looking at the person. All oh, right. And write things down. In person, you just get carried away. And I need, like, a third party. It's like, no, no. no. Right. <laughs> I told you, once I say the crew is coming, I just kill me. That's probably one of the reasons that Joe Rogan was telling other people to get their own podcast. <laughs> it's like so many, like there's so few, and there's fewer and fewer opportunities to just hang. Right. So to have a space that you know is going to be chill. Mm. I can see why people would be like, come along to whoever's around or whoever wants to be around. Right. But that really, like that's the last thing a host wants. <laughs> that's true. 
Yeah, he was saying it, and some people were smart and, and did it. <laughs> Although now he's gotten so fucking big, he has to apologize for things that aren't his fault. Yeah. Well, I don't know that he actually apologized. No, I, he, well, I mean, well, I don't know what that was. He said, if I pissed you off, I'm sorry. I'm actually a Neil Young fan. It is a bit of a shock to see him clearly display that he has a job now. <laughs> right. That, that type of thing only really happened, like, comedy-related things, but now the podcast is a job, too. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit, you got the spikes on. Yeah. Didn't have noticed. Nice. Had to. I just don't want to think about my feet. <laughs> it's cold enough. Yeah, and there's some just horrendous spots around. This has been the best innovation of my life, That's other than like getting this heavy duty coat. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta, if you could just prepare for the elements, that's all it takes. Yeah, I used to make fun of the intolerance of older people to like the cold and all that stuff, but <laughs> after experiencing relative comfort and the, the ability to go for like Long hikes. Right. Never going back. Long pods. Yeah, why would you? As soon as I experience living in the place where I don't have to worry about these things, I'm never coming back. <laughs> oh man, I think about that a little more and more every winter. You're seeing that it's minus 30 again tomorrow? Is it? Yeah. First day back from vacation, we're back to minus 30. <laughs> I know, we kind of got duped there because it was pretty warm for the last couple weeks. Yeah. You know, it's not so bad. Wow. Got that nice windy day to just polish all the ice on the sidewalks. Yeah. <laughs> nice little dusting of snow and minus 30. You realize that's what we're living for? Yeah. That was one thing about this winter. I didn't want to slow down at all. Production-wise? Just everything. Yeah. You can't. I'm sick of taking snow days <laughs> and just, like, finding excuses to just not do anything. Right. And then you get into, like, the neglect thing where, like, the junk food starts coming because oh, it's yeah. easier to do that. Oh, yeah. And everything goes downhill from there. More sweatpants. <laughs> Less teeth brushing. Yeah, fewer showers. Right. And then video games start looking good. Oh, no. Next thing you know, you're at Walmart. No. Walking out with six bags, three on each arm, just... <laughs> just... <laughs> not, a, not a piece of whole food in sight. No. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, that's, uh, that's very real, what you're describing. It's like that thing you sent me today with that guy saying, don't you wish, don't you miss that first month of lockdown? Yeah. Where you didn't I mean, have to think? Yeah, it is what it is. Those people are essential. Those are some of our fans, I'm sure. <laughs> Happy to have them, but... But without the people who 
hate that stuff. They don't have anything to entertain them. That's the, that's the difference. You need a balance. <laughs> the balance of the driven and the undriven. I once did a tour for uh, the Master Gardener program of oh. the trees in uh, the U of A campus. Okay. Because it, like, it's one of those like things that were planned by one of the departments, so it's oh, yeah. a notable piece of uh, Edmonton history. Right on. Quite interesting. Very old trees here. I bet. Because I remember you once telling me that so many of the trees that we see planted around the city are just like have, like just shouldn't be there. Yeah. We just live shitty lives and right. they get cut down. Just a horrific existence. Because the asshole who lives in the rented house doesn't water it. Yeah. <laughs> just like takes a saw to it in the middle of the summer. <laughs> right. He's got suckers and then just keeps repeating the mistake. This branch pisses me off. Yeah. So what are all these? Because these are pretty similar to what's outside my house. I forget. <laughs> I'd know elms? better if there was leaves. Uh, are they elms? Could they be old bark? Uh, yeah, maybe. I forget. Because even now, that's a, that's a crazy amount of trees down this road. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's all very interesting to me. I just saw that Studio Ghibli opened their own theme park, <laughs> but it doesn't have rides. Oh, okay. well, it's okay. just like they curated an area. Yeah, I think it has a a forest and a town. Okay, and maybe a pond or a lake. Yeah. And the aesthetic is supposed to be Ghibli, which is just crazy to me. I have to go. <laughs> yeah, man. Pretty soon you could go. That's like. That's like what I want the the Parks Almanac to be. <laughs> Just the Ghibli Ghibli theme park. Yeah. Just unnecessarily aesthetic vistas. <laughs> yeah. Reporting live from the Studio Ghibli theme park. <laughs> it'll happen. We'll mooncast in Japan one day. Oh, it'll happen. Mooncast in the suicide forest. <laughs> Got to do it, man. I actually watched a cooking show with Jerry the other night in Japan and just the ornate way the food is. I was getting anxiety thinking I would never be full. All right. Because it's like this guy took an hour to make this small bowl of soup. Oh, yeah. Well, it's not about fulfillment. It's right. about the experience. Some of those things you want to eat before you go. Yeah, yeah for sure. Just let I me actually get recommend it. Right. Just let me get a couple logs of rice in me first and then... Yeah. Yeah. It's quite a come down from diners, drive-ins and dives. <laughs> it's <laughs> right. just like an obese man eating to the point of hypertension. Good to have a balance. <laughs> it's interesting what's kind of perceived as a super fancy and what what's considered like dive food mm. across the uh, the different cultures of the world. Like sushi looks like all crazy, but it's finger food and it's like. Right. It's the part of the culture. Yeah, it's just it's just a wrap. Yeah. 
a sandwich. Right, it basically is just a fish sandwich. <laughs> it's kind of a consequence of their isolation and how many people are on the island that they right. kind of elevate it to that level. There is something about that. We'll get there eventually. The like deer and elk here will be like uh, it will be processed in a similar way to how sausages are made in Germany, where there's all this culture behind it. Mm. I or, guess that's true. Yeah, or dairy and cheese in England. Because our culture is still so young here. Yeah, it's just kind of revolting. There, it really doesn't exist. Yeah, it's very like children's food or junk people's food. That's like all right. That's the ceiling we got to break through. All, right. all those soy years did their number on us. Yeah, I mean, right, or else it's or else it's just like the borrowing from another culture, like Ukrainian. Right. Yeah. hilarious to think that students are still paying the same tuition for online learning. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Doug was talking about it and he's like, some of the professors are just total Luddites. So that's like, they, they can't even get, like the syllabus is barely done. Yeah, I'm sure. Just fucking throwing it together. The poor TA is doing all that work for uh, nothing. For nothing. Not even a little bit of like getting to impress the other the, the undergrad students. Yeah, these are the sounds of the midwit apocalypse. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's going to be some great punk music coming out of it, though. That's where it came from. The universities and the marketing departments mm. and a tet a tet about too many decades of uh, melanated music. <laughs> we need an angry white music. We need to make sure that everybody hates that disco music. The, that black vinyl music. Mm -hmm. Vinyl music. Vinyl music. So they found some fucking skids and threw them together. Cobbled together a bunch of anti-establishment things from zines. Right. Shut down all the zines. <laughs> so there's no traces and then gave them all that IP. Next thing you know, God Save the Queen right. said ironically is innovative. Damn. What an what a psyop that was. <laughs> innovative. Yeah. yeah, there's so many like connections between punk music and higher education. Interesting. But there's no way they didn't come from the same pond. Just like with Western, like, 
black music and the church being so closely linked. Right, like it, any, right, it requires a group, it requires a culture to back it. Yeah, and to be like broken away from. Right. And then the, then the clash came and they were like a blend of melanated music and punk and it was kind of probably looking back on it pretty horrific. Yeah, well, that's like the that's the that's the ideal of the Wigger dialectic, I guess. Those <laughs> moments, the Eminem moments. He can do it too. It's exactly the same. Wow. There's no difference. I don't even see color. <laughs> right, that's where we're going. I don't even see color. Yeah, it'll be that, but it'll be a mix of like, like, <laughs> like TikTok emos and. Uh, and Facebook, like, Moors or Hoteps. <laughs> Some kind of unholy alliance. Yeah, I'm just waiting for Billie Eilish's reggae album. Yeah, over, like, hyperpop. Yeah, it'll just sound exactly like <laughs> an old... They always just do the most um, paint-by-numbers version of whatever old nostalgic style of music. It's time to be at the top of the, the charts again. <laughs> Lion, lion, lion. <laughs> It'll be fucking Billie Eilish doing a um, a reggae version of tie a yellow ribbon around the old, the old, old oak tree. tree. <laughs> Number one selector. <laughs> tie a, tie a, tie a yellow ribbon. Ribbon, ribbon. One heart in it. Yeah, I look forward to it. I look forward to that receipt coming down the pipe someday. Yeah, when it breaks Adele's um, all-time record sale uh, record. Oh, God. A great example of the Wigger dialectic is how Adele got skinny and all those people were mad about it. Yeah. It was like guaranteeing another cycle. It's so funny how little needs to be done. And how uh, the kind of like woke ideology just makes sure that wheel keeps grinding right. generation after generation. <laughs> that was Jerry's take on SNL the other night. He said, what's your name, Katy Perry? Yeah, how long is this uh, whiny girl music going to keep going? <laughs> I was like, well, it, per it perpetuates, right? Like it just, it just keeps itself going. Yeah, they flipped that switch sometime in the 90s. I was telling Ian because I was showing him some K-pop songs and I was like, right. when was the last time you heard something modern that was actually tailored towards you as a man? <laughs> I don't think ever. Is K-pop that? Uh, the, no. They separate the genders pretty, oh, pretty right. strictly. So the girls sing about like um, infatuation with men and the men sing about how they're strong enough to compete with other men for ah. female attention. It's very like paternalistic and and uh, gender separated, almost right. like the 50s and 60s music. That's a good point, though. <laughs> what, what, what is the music that's supposedly tailored to me or to you? Like, in, the, in the West? I, yeah. It's something to do with crime. <laughs> or like the female music where it's like we're supposed to listen to them as they scream at us for something that we didn't do but their right. imaginary boyfriend did just scorned women 
And I'm supposed to be slightly aroused by that because I didn't do it. Yeah, which is what, uh, exactly what your dad was talking about. Just, <laughs> right. just, an, just an annoying personality. <laughs> yeah, so Creating you. toxic relationships that we're supposed to live up to. I come down here to watch the Oilers and to watch this goddamn comedy show I've been watching for 50 years. Yeah. I can't get away from the whining. Everywhere I go, it's whining. Yeah. It really is, like... So you, much whining. Whinging, as they say. Yeah, there was none of that. Like, the counterculture kind of led that from the early dance stages. Started talking about social issues and stuff, and then right. it turned into discos where it was just like, my legs are open era, and then... <laughs> After the dance craze in the 80s, it was just generation after generation of just whining people. That sounds about right. That's when all the women had short hair all of a sudden. Yeah. Well, you can see the difference in K-pop because whenever somebody goes solo or they like leave their record label or whatever, all they do is make whiny music that nobody buys. So it's very obviously (laughs) like a function of the record labels to keep it like alluring and inviting for people to listen to, not annoying. Right. Well, we do have a, a brand of annoying things, but that's a distinctly Asian thing. There's different <laughs> kinds of whiny that each culture can tolerate. Uh, that gets into kind of the reeds of uh, pop culture things, but it's very interesting to understand. Well, it, yeah. With the help of the dialectics, you can understand just about anything. Yeah. Well, to understand the whiny woman thing, you gotta listen to Minister Jeff, I think. Oh my god. <laughs> so good. Get your organ out. <laughs> this is why I, I still like shooting my shot. <laughs> <laughs> German Shepherd the best. Rain him. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's uh, that guy's a hero. He still doesn't get that many views. Like he's on the way up still, eh? Yeah, it seems like it. The only people in that kind of sector that get views are the guys who like simp for right women who are past the wall, basically. Call them queens. Oh yeah. The opposite. Which way are we going? Well, uh, do we have to go up to the lights? Can we get to the lights from there? Because that's the bridge we're going to, right? Well, it's, I mean, we, further down. It is further down, but we can make a call whenever if we feel like turning around. I do want to go to that new bridge. It's pretty wild, I guess. Let's have to rock a piss at some point in half an hour, maybe. Okay. Because <laughs> we could just uh, try to think of the best way it would be. Because if we go this way, then we just got to keep, like, we don't want to just walk down. I guess we could just walk down Saskatchewan Drive. Yeah, I think it would be a bit hairy if we cross the bridge here, because yeah. that's... Okay, let's do that then. There's lots of fucking hills. Lots of fucking hills. Yeah, I think, like, when we're done this one, we'll have done every um, loop in the city, I think. We'll pretty much have touched it all. Because we won't, yeah. We didn't quite do it justice when we, when we were going to go south. That's true. That might be the next one on the yeah. <laughs> weather dependent. Yeah, Dude. look at a couple of maps. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Hey. Maybe that'd be a good summertime one, you know. 
Yeah, maybe. Do we even make it to the Hende on that one? I don't no. think so. We a long way to go. Yeah. We made it to like the dog park and just turned the fuck around. <laughs> that was a good one though. It was a good one. It was also probably the darkest one ever. Oh yeah, for sure. You were like, I've seen things I'll take to the grave. <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> it was hardcore shit. I've come out on the other side of that. That's good. Life is rosy. All right, um, <laughs> I was trying to explain to my folks uh, when we were talking, you're talking about your theory of like when you're born kind of begins your year, you know, and like so you, you, you feel dead in the winter and more alive in the spring. Oh, right, yeah. They were, they were coming along, but they didn't quite get it. No, it's not necessarily my idea, but no, it's an idea. I've certainly given up on uh, trying to explain personal things and have other people understand it on their personal level. Oh no, there's no point to it. It's actually impossible, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think that's why uh, why art exists. I could launch into a whole finger-waving uh, Jordan Peterson explanation, but I don't feel like it. That's fair. That's what survival is. <laughs> it's actually, that, Devin, that's actually so correct, you don't know how correct it is. <laughs> it's actually the most correct thing. <laughs> Bless him. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I'm still chipping through the one with Rogan. It's like, I don't know what I'm getting out of this, but... It feels almost like he's a pastiche of himself lately. I feel like there's a level of tolerance you get when you expose yourself to a lot of content from somebody. Right. Where if it's just that, like, like I, I've seen enough interviews that like leaving out any kind of updates on the trajectory of his career or whatever, right. I generally get like what his take is going to be on things. Right. And then you're just in sure clans where it's like, I just want to hear him say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do the bit about the dragon. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to that for sure. It's like that obsession with like reading X amount of books or watching X amount of different TV series. Yeah. It's like you can't. Well, that's why I prefer, uh, if I'm gonna spend a lot of time on something, I prefer the fictional side rather than non-fiction. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. So then you can deal with abstractions and you can deal with things that might not be and explore boundaries outside of kind of pragmatic life. Right. I personally get a lot out of it, but I think other people just like experience plot and then like move on with their lives. Well, that's it. In yeah. the wanting for another plot. They want to just be plotted out and decide how soon did I guess the plot? Yeah. And then I can move on. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> 
That's what keeps the news organizations afloat, that's for sure. <laughs> right, like that's... <laughs> That's been the whole thing of doing this podcast. It wasn't that I figured out... <laughs> it wasn't that I figured out the fine details of everything. It was like I just figured out kind of like meta views on everything. And narrative is a huge problem right. with our species. It's actually the most problematic thing. Narrative? <laughs> it's got to be. Our desire to have to retell this like you know or filter information all that kind of thing right are you talking about like a factual objective narrative or like just well the meta narrative that people hallucinate <laughs> Oh, I guess both. Like, it's our desire to have to see things as a series of events. All right. The addiction to memory. Right. right. So I says disease. So, so I says. Right. And then so he says. And then I says. Part of me just wants to get a big wool pea coat and start smoking cigarettes and just pretend I'm Albert Camus <laughs> and stand in the street. Absurd. Absurd. Nailed. <laughs> yeah. And just flick. <laughs> just, con just constantly like conjuring something that never comes. For sure. It would be absurd if you started. It would be an absur right. absurdity if you finished. Right, there'd be, yeah, exactly. So you just be your bottom lip out and just like you're gonna <laughs> sneeze yeah. so you just stand there rotating your cigarette going uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like some of those times if you tune into cbc french radio at the right time and it's just a guy going uh, 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 uh. <laughs> it's like oh the cd skipping Mark Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg? You gotta get more <laughs> nasal in it. Zuckerberg. It was pretty funny when I saw that clip where it was that I don't know if that that girl who was running and she had the two the two facing camera or whatever, oh, yeah. or if it was two cameras. Like it, it seems attainable. Like on a day like today, you could have done it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. It could be cool. I just don't know if I can be that much of an asshole. Yeah, I think you need something to like that. Something that like uh, obliges you to do that, right? I don't know if 
this podcast is that for you or could that to be a project like i'm sure you have tons of ideas for like different shots that could go into a film or whatever whether you're working on it or just thinking about it but you have to work it in right right and you have to have you're right though something has to satisfy that urge to create that thing yeah if it's this i don't know i mean Something about doing this as audio only is also kind of cool. Yeah. There's a layer of distance from us and the consumer. Whereas if you just saw my big stupid face saying all this stupid shit, I don't know. <laughs> that guy's full of shit. Yeah, we're going to have to reckon with it. For sure. The, the metaverse avatars are coming. <laughs> the replicas and honestly i think that's just because the rest of the world is coming online and there's only so many like coastal places for people to be like tan and hot so they'll all go there and do face-to-face stuff then the rest of us will just be in the borg and the borg with avatars just absolutely swimming in the borg soup like, I do think that that's, like, going to be a boundary that people have to overcome is, like, uh-huh. if you're going to have clout online and you're not in one of these media-centered, stylist-laden places, right. you're going to have to deal with being uh, less than human online. That's a crazy thing. It's going to further divide the classes. Yeah. Further stratify, stratify, stratify. Like, just imagine if... Stratisfaction guarantee. <laughs> just imagine if all the people who are... Prom- or who are making up the masses on TikTok mm-hmm. swapped with the masses on um, Instagram right. and, like, changed formats. And you just had a bunch of, like, selfies from TikTok people. Would people stay on Instagram for long? Yeah, I guess... That's pretty wild to think about. TikTok's all about like fast cuts and stuff. Right. Fast cuts and non-stop. As soon as it ends, it... the next one is fed to you. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It might be punk music that comes out of that or it might just be completely unintelligible garbage. Yeah. Well, it'll be some kind of counter to what's going on right now, to the orthodoxy, so it'll probably sound like garbage. (laughs) But whether we like it or not, they're going to feed it to us. Right. Just like how listening to music from the 80s, the non-hit stuff, is like, what what were they thinking? (laughs) Right. Like, it's just discordant shit. Yeah, it's just the machine. Well, there was just such a fascination with that at that time, I guess. Like, the machine can do it. Yeah, like, every uh, every generation has its hamster dance, or... What was it? Axel F or whatever? Right. Crazy Frog. Right, just 100% machine-driven. Huh. 
sure that's what uh, those blues singers sounded like to the folk singers and to the to the Christians, right? Too guttural. Yeah. What to his wife? <laughs> he was satisfied. I've never been satisfied in my life. <laughs> I like that that there's always like some kind of uh, like liberal push at the beginning of these movements to like make things match the current uh, like zeitgeist or whatever. So you get those like um, uh, like the message that the rap song is talking about. Just every single plight of the black community, just like okay. in order. <laughs> straight out of the briefing room <laughs> and then just the the whole rest of uh, rap music at that point was just like dance music and like hey we're having fun let's fuck <laughs> and you just get just super libs up. don't push me cause I'm close to the edge <laughs> right Love this song, or you won't get food stamps. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> right. Right. There's that stuttered, sort of overly produced voice again. Yeah, <laughs> just the, the <laughs> Joe Scarborough cadence. Don't <laughs> right. no Trump is a racist. Yeah, that's right. He is the worst thing to happen. That's an interesting thought. They just like go for it full bore and they just kind of dial it back. You yeah. think? The big liberal push. It's a very rough idea, but I do think there's something to it. A big lib push. And then they, then they get to claim that liberals push culture forward and all that stuff. But yeah, for some push. reason, it's the same woke issues every single era. They push it forward all right. You know what's interesting that just occurred to me is all this supposed woke... Are we going this way or uh, something? I crossed this way probably. Okay. This way. Oh, this way. Yeah. You know, of all this like supposed woke you know, identity, fluidity of identity and all that, and uh, I see you and me too. Yeah. Is that represented anywhere in music, or is the music pushing the behavior that, like, is the music pushing the abuse that people get to keep calling out, you know? Wh which, which abuse are you talking about? Well, I, I guess I'm saying, like, when we talk about supposed wokeness or, like, extreme progressiveness, is there a voice for that in the music? Like, is there are there songs about about that kind of thing? About like against homophobia and against racism? Yeah, or like or being pro that, like pro wokeness. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Like a lot of it is like magical black women, and that's just like one of their personalities on <laughs> okay. in music. Okay. 
but it's really not like a, well, I guess Carvey B is up there in the charts and she doesn't really talk about that. So it's a, it's definitely like a fringe thing. And it doesn't sell that well. Right, it doesn't sell that well. But the artist can speak to it, I guess, outside of the music. Yeah, because ultimately you want like, like trauma is what sells right. in the current market. Maybe because that's what most people are experiencing. Right. But maybe it's because that's the only thing that sells. Yeah. Yeah, could be both. But yeah, that's okay, that makes sense. It's but in terms like, of like the like the individual oppressions or whatever, those are just memes. Right. Like they barely uh they barely register, they're just filling space. Right. Yeah, and then it's like so much of that shit is hyped up anyways. Like how extreme is it really? Like you're just seeing the tail, the long tail shit on the, on social media. Yeah. I don't think there's too, too much of that in the real world. No, with the digital world is becoming the real world now. Like someone told me I should put a trigger warning on this music video I'm working on. Oh, really? It's like, okay, well, I mean, it's not going to matter because YouTube's going to flag it either way. Yeah. Because you have Faisal slicing his wrists. Inshallah, you didn't live a life before you saw this video. Yeah, right. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, fair enough, it's a kid, but I, I mean, you can easily say on YouTube this is not made for kids. Yeah. This is 18 plus content. Well, I, like, I'm not a big fan of the idea of children on internet at all. No, not anymore. Well, not ever. It started with porn. <laughs> yeah. It hasn't really gotten better. No. It started with porn and ended with boomers. Yeah. <laughs> now your ass, now your kid can be exposed to all these asshole boomers. Porn is the least of the problem. That's hilarious. Started with porn and ended with the boomers. Yeah, I can't think of anything more horrible than being a child and being exposed to like the personal life of my grandparents. Like just that old timey, no uh, no recording devices everywhere type of life. Right. Those just, kinds of mistakes. Just letting her fly. And having it amplified like everybody's right. boomer grandparents are doing it at the same time. <laughs> and in each other's replies and shit and telling the tea. <laughs> Yeah, pores. You don't want that out there. <laughs> I was just listening to Tim Dillon say they said something like, so, "You know, was it a surprise that the Queen of England was a racist?" It's like whose grandmother isn't a racist? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I really do think that's why we're going to end in. Uh, end up in another like conservative era in terms of art and progressivism will just be a uh, kind of amplified beyond right. utility. I think that's probably true. It, it has to hit its own breaking point. Like it's broken so many people, but it, eventually it has to come down. Yeah, like when anybody can be online and be whatever gender they want, is that really going to come up? 
Christ. in the physical reality. Maybe that's it. And then, like, the intelligence services can just pick off the perverts. <laughs> yeah, the metaverse... The metaverse will set bell the end to the insufferable progressivism. Now, what will fill the vacuum is probably way worse. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, uh... Hey, at least there's that to look forward to. Doug lives in this building. Oh yeah. And this is the one he's li like. Has he been living in this one the whole time? Because I remember he used to live uh, on Saskatchewan Drive. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's been a couple of years, two, three years. He's got nobody below him. That's a parkade. Oh, nice. And in his view, there's it's like some old lady above him and then nobody next to him. Oh. So he just lets her fly on the guitar and has never had a complaint. That's awesome. Yeah. Never even the thumping on the on the ceiling. Right. Do you ever get noise complaints or maybe back in the day? Yeah, back in the day more. Um, I really use the amp much. Mm. I remember one time, maybe it was at a different place where your neighbors were just having a full-on domestic. And we just said, just turn the stack. <laughs> you have that big-ass Marshall amp. Maybe I'm making all this stuff. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> Did you used to have a Marshall stack? No, I never. Just that Vibro King? Yeah. It was Ian that had the fucking stack, right? Yeah. Any more of my uh, <laughs> my personal effects you want? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> These are all those expensive... Uh, yeah. You're listening to the Fed Mooncast. <laughs> <laughs> Broadcasting from the cross streets of 90th Ave in Saskatchewan Drive. <laughs> oh, we'll be laid bare in time. Is it Lunar New Year today? Yeah. Tremendous. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's time for Tigers. Time for Tigers. Or as my ball hockey coach from Ontario used to say, the Tigers. <laughs> okay, Tigers, go get them. The outlook is good for this year, according to that thing you showed me. Yeah, it seems like it. Depends on a lot of things. No man is an island. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> it depends how much more bullshit we will accept crammed down our throats. Yeah, for sure. Is it, it is interesting to see that posted on Bloomberg. It feels like those things are getting more and more detailed every year <laughs> as we merge the East and West. Right. Yeah, it didn't. I was almost, I was like, is that a joke or is that actually Bloomberg? 
Yeah, get ready for the new world, man. That's right. Well, I just saw a Google commercial completely in Mandarin. Oh, yeah. With a Chinese actor. I thought that is... And it's funny how they, they portray him like he's this fit, like fit guy, fashionable, whatever. And then the, what followed was like some schlubby couple ordering McDonald's on Skip the Dishes. <laughs> when you're fat and shitty and you've given up, when you have no hope of being like that intelligent Chinese man in the last show. Yeah, well the Chinese government has a requirement to portray people, their people right. that way. Right. Wouldn't that be nice? He was like you the, think with all this wokeness that that would happen, but... No, that's, that's how you know it's a sham. Yeah, how about representing the best of us? Right. No. Or even an ideal. Right. Instead of just broadcasting the divergent. That's the, like, that's the wigger dialectic, man. Yes. Western <laughs> culture started with, like, black criminals. Right. Like, <laughs> you think more people would would see it for what it is, but I don't think they know. They like they spin it so many times it's unrecognizable. Right. Because like those early recordings, the Seeger recordings and Lomax recordings of prison workers, they were just like. <laughs> making their church spirituals about some dumb bitch that like got them in jail. <laughs> it was like the same melody and rhythm. Oh lord, it was like their old like African tribal stuff. In the same way that like country music used to be folk songs. Right. And now it's just about their trucks and right. how they're cucked by their wives. <laughs> I'm gonna kill that bitch when I get home. Fart. Yeah. Tremendous. You make a good point. The whole basis of Western, of that part of Western music is <laughs> criminality. Crime and cuckoldry. <laughs> Crime and punishment. Can we... Keep going this way? Probably. Yeah, I go around and then. What bullshit? Cross here. Climbing couple of I always found it such a trip to like. Because I drive 90% of the time. Right. But to like think of all the things you need to know to not run people over. <laughs> and like how little you need to know to like walk on the sidewalk. It's true. Yeah. And then it makes sense like how many people just like stand at the end of a, a sidewalk like they're gonna right. cross but then not cross. Right. It happens so many times. That they're signaling A, that they don't know where they're going. Yeah. As I did back there. It is true if you think about how many different things are occurring when you're driving at once constantly changing. Yeah. I think it was I, on a clip of the Jordan Peterson, his last appearance on Joe Rogan, where he said that uh, his brother-in-law there, Thomas Keller, right, 
Um, yeah. <laughs> his like chip company, they achieved like um, AI supremacy or something, or the singularity. Yeah, it was something like that. That's really wild. Yeah, what did he say? We've. Because I, I think something about um, artificial general intelligence, they achieved that. And that's really cool, man. Yeah, that's insane. That's like... Well, it's fucking wild. If, if that's what it is. That's game over. Like, they've come up with a human brain on a chip. Yeah, that can, like, perpetuate itself. Right. Is somebody making sure that we keep those out-of-the-Boston dynamic dogs? <laughs> or are we just, I think like... it's we're a just... foregone conclusion right. that they're going right in there. <laughs> right. You're gonna watch that thing just paw down your door and come in and rape you. Yeah, they're just gonna. <laughs> Anthony Fauci's gonna do the pen, pineapple, apple pen, PPAP ah, with ah. a fucking brain chip and a and big dog. Incredible. I got a chip. I got oh, a dog, dog that's gonna kill you. Chip? Murderous dog. <laughs> I got a murderous dog with a human's brain. <laughs> Murderous dog with a human's brain. Murderous dog with a human brain. That's the last thing you hear. Cut. After the knocks on the door. For sure. We're gonna watch this video. It's gonna describe what's gonna happen to you right now. Murderous dog with a human brain. Its cock is just like a one-foot-long cylinder, like a piston. Yeah. One reticulating arm that bends you over. That's right. Easy now. I have a dog. I have a carbon. Carbon dog. <laughs> carbon with a big gaping hole. We kind of touched it all on this one with like the university, Mill Creek. Yeah. A little bit of, a little bit of everything. This walk makes the city seem real small. That's true. We've pretty much, we've watched, we've walked the equivalent of the downtown. Yeah. And then some. sure where in Mill Creek we are but we'll figure it out this would be like the north 